Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's Storm and Kieran bringing you the netballing moments that matter. This is Center Pass in focus on SENZ. Center Pass in focus here on SENZ. Just gone past 8 p.m. Hoopheads up next. Usually we sort of uh, start off the show talking all things ANZ Premiership netball round nine. Uh, we're up to now. Can't believe it. We've only got. Uh, two more rounds of the regular season to go and it's just crept up out of absolute nowhere so finishing at round 12 that makes it three rounds because we still have to play <laughs> round 10 as well but just before we start the show I just would like to pay my respects to the late the great uh, former Silver Ferns coach Tiny Jamison 97 years old fantastic innings uh, coached the Silver Ferns to World Cup victory uh, first, one just, to do it. first one to do first it first Māori coach that's, uh, an there's just uh, so many firsts that we could talk about with the late great Tiny Jamison, just like to send my respects to her family and especially to the wider, uh, not just New Zealand community, but focusing especially on the Rotorua community, who I know that she touched uh, over her fantastic 97 years. So, moi mai rā, legend, uh, rest well, rest easy. We've got a lot of netball to talk about this week, and uh, as always, uh, I'll let you know what we've got coming up because you'll want to hang tight for this one. Uh, it was an absolute shock surprise on uh, Saturday. I think we got an email. Solo Fitzpatrick returns to court for the MG Mystics. Absolutely insane news after suffered a knee injury a few rounds back. We weren't sure whether she was going to be uh, returning to the court this season, which is her last ANZ Premiership season. Officially, we will be catching up with uh, Captain Solo Fitzpatrick. A little bit later on, obviously, we're going to go through... Storm's team of the week, another four games of jam-packed action for you, so Storm has to decipher a starting seven with an honorary captain-slash-MVP for the week. And then to round out the show, we're going to go uh, cross down and satisfy you, Michael. I see your text there, double eight, double three. If you do wish to get involved, the Pulse going two for two on the weekend, setting themselves up in second, tied on points uh, on the table with the Mystics. We will be catching up with the young Paris Mason, who has had an amazing start to her ANZ Premiership career, and as well as her basketball career as well, playing in the Toihi Basketball League uh, last year in the off-season while the Silver Ferns were hard at work. Awesome to go catch up with Paris Mason a little bit later on. All that plus more here on Centre Pass, double eight, double three, like I said before. If you do wish to get involved on the text machine, but Storm, I've left you hanging for three minutes. Welcome in. I like in. it. I like it. Let's How take are a back you? Seat. Yes. Nice. You can take a breath now. I'm great. I I'm will. good. I, I um, need it. There's a lot, of, a lot of netball to talk about. You're right. These four game rounds really get me. Um, especially when it comes to picking my team of the round, because you know when some teams have played twice, yes. you're like, well, that's not fair because they've had double the opportunity. Anyway, what a round of netball. Um, yes, I'm glad you mentioned and pulled out the pulse because they're the big sort of movers and groovers from the weekend, you'd say. Tied on points with the Mystics. Huge job there. 
And it kind of feels like it's coming down to the stars and the tactics. Who's going to take that third spot? Of course, only the top three go through to the finals. So a big round coming our way because, yes, the stars and tactics play each they other this weekend. They do play each other indeed. And that is a, well, I guess you'd say it is a must win mm. now for both of those teams if Just they do about, want to really, move on yeah. forward. And how scary is that to think about uh, the third and fourth team in the competition are that close to one and two, which is something that I'm still getting used to for sure but let's just talk about uh, the Pulse they did kick off uh, round nine on Saturday at ILT Stadium Southland in Vicargill and Pulse fans out there tell me have you got your heart out of your throat well you would have <laughs> after last night which we'll get onto in a little bit but Storm oh me oh my we were in here uh, myself Mark Stafford and Brooke Lever doing the commentary for for the Steel and Pulse game which look I, I won't lie we were thinking was going to be a walk in the park for the Pulse but 43-44, does it tell the whole tale? Oh my gosh, honestly, I think everyone thought it was going to be a walk in the park and here I was kind of blasting the steel last week on this very show <laughs> saying they're not going to get their win, I'm sorry guys, I've seen enough, it's just not coming and I was sitting there for my own journalistic integrity thinking, oh my god, I can never talk about netball again if they win so thank you, Poles. As much as I actually, to be fair, would have loved to have seen the steel get a win, especially because they were at home, you know, we call Stadium South in the fortress for a reason and that crowd was on fire and then that final turnover between the two Heffernan twins that Fa'amu Yuani uh, got the tip to, they just went silent and the ball went completely down to the other end of the court Amelia Wormsley shot it in, buzzer went and it was honestly deathly silent in that stadium which is really hard to do so oh my heart aches for the steal, they were so close um, and they just they just played finally most of the game, played like an ANZ Premiership netball team, you know? That and, was absolutely it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Saviour Tui was great. Um, Georgia Heavenen went in and out. Obviously, she's shouldering a lot this season, and I, I feel for her again that it was actually her with the turnover at the end of the match that cost it for them. I think that's been a couple of times now, just in those dying moments that, or crucial moments, I should say, when things just have kind of fallen away from them. It tends to be down that attacking end. And they're so young. We've got to sort of, you know, cut them some slack. They are so young and if you can keep some of these core players like your Saviour Tuis, your Georgia Heffernans, your Kate Heffernans, yes. how good was her game? They're going to be okay. And you just, this season it's a write-off and they've accepted that um, and they will learn so much from it. Pulse would have been pretty pissed off, I reckon. Oh, GPC, and I was just about to say that. Look, this season is a write-off for the Steel, and like we said, they only have three games left. They're not mm. in contention anymore for the elimination nor the grand final. But that's what I was most proud of about that game is that how hard would it be playing that you know you haven't won a game all year, you are completely out of contention to go any further than round robin, but you're not letting anything get in your way. And they actually led at half time as well, beating the pulse in the first two quarters, unfortunately slipping away in that third and fourth, but genuinely promising stuff coming out of that very young steel side, which I think people forget as well. And and don't get me started, the Pulse are a very young team as well. Yeah. They just have those leaders around them. And, well, and they're the, more the young experienced yeah. Tiana Matsuro, yeah. for goodness sake. She's the vice captain of the team, uh, one of the younger players on, on the Pulse, which you would never be able to tell, but you, you're 100% correct there. If the steel can just hang on mm. next season once they get rid of their uh, unfortunate injury blow and they can hang on to, to George Fisher going to be a whole different year. Let's move on to Sunday's game. Now, uh, Jeepers, we'll start off uh, with the absolute thriller in Manila, I was going to call it, (laughs) until we got the news. Jane Watson is out. 
Solo Fitzpatrick is in. And I mean, I could not see this coming from an absolute mile away. Jane Watson, I believe, suffering injuries on her ankle that she had surgery on in 2021. So that's uh, not the best sign for tactics fans out there. But she was seen walking uh, on the broadcast. And you were there, actually, at that game storm. Talk to us a little bit about, first of all, the atmosphere in that Christchurch arena for what we have said is, is the, the paper grand final once again, the score doesn't reflect it all. The Mystics come away with a 24-goal lead, Ouch. which I didn't think that I would say. And I'm actually being quoted and played back saying on Smithy's show earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks very much. Filled in for you. Yeah, thank that. you. Oh, that was a crazy day. Yes. Oh, jeepers. Yeah, of course, thank you live you. a crazy life storm. You oh. never stop. Uh, but I actually said that if if the tactics were going to pounce on a Mystics team that didn't have Sula Fitzpatrick, that had a, had a weak ankled Taylor Earl, they, but that was just the complete opposite. Everyone yeah. rose, and Sula Fitzpatrick, although only playing 30 minutes, didn't like she look like she missed a, a round of action at all, did she? Oh, I'd, I'd written down here. It wasn't quite even 30 minutes because she came off quite early in that fourth quarter, but three games. You know, like had she been on for an entire game, she might have got seven games, which is unbelievable. She's been out for so long. And it wasn't just her actually getting hand to ball, but her and Phoenix Karaka, they were suffocating in that circle. And Selby Rickett and Aaliyah Dunn just did not have the answer. And um, even when Kara Stith came on, same deal. They just knew how to get into that tactics attacking circle. On Jane Watson, um, she it's just a loading issue with her ankle. Right. It's, everyone, don't worry. Don't yes. freak out. It's not that bad. I had heard that she possibly could have played one of the games over the weekend. Obviously, the tactic's playing two. Um, but with it being, being a World Cup year and some big games coming up, had decided to um, completely offload it for the weekend. Hopefully, she will be back on track for the rest of the season. Uh, nothing to worry about too much there. Obviously a shame. Is she worth 24 goals? I'm not so sure, um, especially when I feel like it was the attacking end that really let them down defensively. I mean, Kardenberger and Kate Lloyd still got some great ball. Um, but, yeah, there were nearly 3,000 people in that uh, in Christchurch Arena, which was a great turnout. It, like you and me, everyone was expecting it to be this great match, and unfortunately it just really wasn't. Um, yeah, I just I was there at the game working it, and I just couldn't help but kind of keep dropping my head whenever there was a turnover in the attacking circle for the tactics. Um, Aaliyah Dunn just looked down and out like she was over it. Credit to the Mystics' defence, and to Pia Selby Rickett shooting at only seventy percent, um, and she's normally you know a high range shooter. So, bit of a shame for them. Uh, but tactics, I mean, Mystics looking looking bloody good. It's, it's their fine. championship to lose, right? We can say that confidently now. Indeed, mm. I, I think we can say that for sure. One thing that I, and you touched on it there with the attacking circle of the tactics, the shooting circle there, only managing to put up 58 shots, and, and we can attest that to Sula Fitzpatrick and Karis Stythe and Sokolich Beats and Phoenix Karaka. Jeepers, what a defensive lineup! But the Mystics managing to get away 78 shots, so that's a 20 shot difference there. Do you feel like a part of that came from uh, suffocation in the midcourt for the tactics? Because for me, I feel like the feed between midcourt uh, didn't matter who it was in the midcourt to the shooters just didn't feel confident in letting the ball go. And do you put that down to the Mystics' defence? or hesitancy in the tactics offence? Definitely a bit of both. Like I say, with the likes of Karka and Fitzpatrick's 
smothering in that circle. It's really hard for the um, tactics feeders to turn and look down and not see anything apart from these big blue bodies moving around and the tactics shooters just looking out of sorts. So it was definitely the in-circle pressure um, being applied. But at the same time, we've talked about it a lot on the show, Kez, that that midcourt has kind of been the Achilles heel of the tactics, Mm. just not quite figuring out or nailing their cohesion I guess with Malcolm in at centre and, and Kimi Otopoi at wing attack um, and it's had moments of looking like oh okay it's getting there it's getting there and then they kind of go one step forward two steps back and that was the case over the weekend uh, for sure yeah. Awesome let's let's move on to Sunday's other game and just remember every time we do talk Northern Stars here it's thanks to our good friends Vertical Logistics your freight and logistics specialist Storm 61-55 the Stars get up at home over the Magic. Uh, both of these teams have, have been firing out of the gate as of recent. Stars have had a little bit of a slump but it looks like they're back. Do you reckon they're uh, back in contention? I know that we talked about it's a must win for them next week against the Tactics but look it did look like a promising win against, against a team who's been firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I think prior to this match, even that one was kind of going to be telling as well. Sorry, the Magic Stars match was going to be telling about who was really reaching for that third spot. And now I think with the Stars getting the win, Magic are out of the running now. So they've nailed, they've um, sort of nailed it down to the two teams, Stars and Tactics, who's going to be in that third spot. Um, Stars could have won that game by so much more. You know, they were up at by 12 at one stage and then just kind of lost it, lost their way in the fourth quarter, which is something that I'd be wanting to address um, if I was part of that Stars team. Because you're not going to be able to do that against the likes of the Tactics this weekend or the Mystics, should they face them, or the Pulse, sorry, further down the line. Um, but in saying that, I do think they're back. Uh, I think the past couple of weeks, especially that attack end, like they're just yeah. looking incredible. The the relationship between all four of them down there, and especially Maya Wilson and Crampton, those two just have their eyes. They're kind of like the Toyava and Nweki yes. of um, you know a different team. So been very impressed with the way Crampton's been letting the ball go. She'd actually been quite unwell the day before. Don't want to get into details, but had spent plenty of time in the ladies' room. So she was taking herself off for moments just to get <laughs> yeah. a hydrate sachet in yes. and just get some energy in and getting back out on court and still played incredibly well. And I texted her afterwards and said, how are you feeling? She said, look, great. You know, my stomach's fine. Everything's fine. But I could sleep for three days. So pretty impressed with what the team were able to do against, like you say, Kez, a magic side that have been looking pretty good. Um, haven't even touched on Ellie and Holly Fowler in the circle. Did a great job on what has been a really exciting shooting circle to watch against the Magic. So I'd be happy after round nine if I was the Stars, but man, oh man, I can't wait for this weekend's match. Oh, well, that's actually where I'm going now is to this weekend's match Sunday. The tactics do play the Stars storm. Just off what you've told me there, we haven't brought up the defensive circle of uh, Ali Timu and Holly Fowler. Uh, do you think that this is the week, and I know that I said this about the Tactics Mystics last week, so just ignore me for a second, I promise I'm going to be right one day. Uh, do you think this is the Stars' chance to to pounce on the Tactics? I mean, they seem a little weak, and we talked about uh, the Tactics shooting circle sort of suffering to, to not be able to get the shots up, and especially not the ones that they want, it seems to look like. Stars firing on all, all cylinders now with uh, Maya Wilson and Gina Crampton linking up on fire with Mela Riulu Buchanan doing all the work in that midcourt. What are you expecting out of Sunday's game? Well, we we haven't obviously touched on last night's match yet, which the Tactics played in again. Uh, but it's worth pointing out that 
both done um, and Selby Rickett shot so much better. Actually, Tapai put up 27 shots at 100%. So, but they did lose. They still lost to the Pulse by nine, which they will be pissed off about. Um, it was close for you know most of the match, to be honest, and they had a chance to win it. So, yes, the Stars have to pounce, but it's also going to be incredibly tough because the Tactics will be not be happy after the weekend and the strides they made from Sunday night's game to Monday night's game was quite impressive and now they've got a whole week to nut out everything that went wrong, probably have Jane Watson back on court. It's going to be incredibly challenging. Uh, I think the Stars are up for it, don't get me wrong, but it, we're going to see a different Tactics side out there this weekend to the one we saw in Round 9. Mm, the fiery tactics against mm. uh, resurging stars. I want I mean, them to be fiery. Let me just say that. They're a well, team I want to shake sometimes. I'm like, yeah. get fiery. Come on. So I'm kind of willing willing them into it. <laughs> nah, you're right. You're luring them into the fight with your stars. Stars fans, double eight, double three. Are you confident uh, heading into this weekend? And just quickly, while I remember as well, live coverage of that game, Tactics Stars, 4pm uh, this Sunday on SCNZ. Mark Stafford and Brooke Lever taking you through all the action. And that wraps up our Stars chat. Uh, thanks to our good friends at Vertical Logistics, proud partners of the Northern Stars and leading the way in personalising your freight services. Storm, we're going to take a break here on Centre Pass and focus on SENZ, just gone 16 minutes past eight. On the other side, we're going to catch up with Northern Mystics captain, Sula Fitzpatrick. 20 minutes past eight here on SENZ, Centre Pass in focus, and it's an absolute pleasure to welcome onto the show, like it was to welcome back onto the court last week, the captain of the MG Northern Mystics, Sula Fitzpatrick. Sula, kia ora, welcome in. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> no stress at all. First of all, I'd just like to talk to you. How was your knee? I mean, for me, Sulu, you know me, and you know how my heart races uh, when anything with the Mystics has to go on. Uh, but look, you were still there all throughout on the bench. How was that knee? Uh, it's going good. Uh, um, tracking well. Um, it's just a it was actually quite nice, a nice view being on the side, just getting to see, a, um, I guess, a different side of sport, um, uh, seeing things from a coaching lens. Uh, it's quite nice not having to warm up the body <laughs> and being able to watch the girls do their thing, uh, but, but nice on Sunday to actually join the girls back on court. Yeah. Um, hey, so it's Storm here. I bet it was nice. I know, you know, first up how niggly knee injuries can be, but it was so cool to see you back out there. Just with the injury itself, um, like where to from here? Because I know, is it... I've, just trying to figure out, was it an ACL you'd done before? Did you consider surgery? What's the go with the actual injury and plan? Because it's a pretty big big year for you. Mm, it was actually my good knee. Um, so the one with, with everything, um, everything with the ACL. Um, so my, uh, uh, but I would say it wasn't a minor injury, but uh, these big island leagues do, do well. Um, and so... Um, I'm really happy with being able to get back on court. Um, I was pushing the medical staff constantly um, throughout the process, uh, but they're really good at, um, I guess, keeping me in check and uh, helping me to be patient. Um, and so well, the goal was we just progressed um, at loading as we go. Um, and the biggest thing was just seeing how it went. You only know when you get on court. Um, and she did well, I think, um, you know, it held me up well. And so just taking it week by week. Um, and the aim, of course, is to uh, aim for that premiership and then hopefully to go to South Africa. 
Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. And you must be happy with um, the performance side of things as well because you have been out for quite a few weeks. And to come back on and team up with Phoenix the way you did, quite a few gains to your name in a short period of time and an incredible win over the tactics. Did you get out there and feel like, you know, you hadn't missed a beat? Or did it just look that way? (laughs) Oh, I I have no idea, to be honest. Um, I guess um, when you've been playing for a red decade, it's, uh, like you know, you joined the Stars Girls last year. It's kind of second nature. Um, so I guess playing is the, the fun part, the easy part. The, the hardest part I honestly find is warming up. So once the body's warm, I'm all good. Um, and um, I, I feel like the connection with C is natural. Uh, we complement each other. And it was just, I was most happy on the weekend was uh, getting all 11 of us on court. That's my favourite game. Um, is when everyone gets to add their value and show their strength on court. So a little big milestone coming up for you this uh, this weekend, this Saturday actually, and you're playing it at home. Can you just tell us and, and the listeners out there what this milestone means to you, uh, playing at home and with this Mystics group as well? Yeah, um, oh, I honestly feel like I've been around longer than that. Um, I'd definitely say that the 150 is a combination of um, a lot of um, time, and energy and support invested by uh, first and foremost my parents. Uh, then obviously the sacrifice that my kids have made with their mum being away and my husband and and then um, the support um, the village and network around that have made it uh, possible. So uh, my siblings, family, and then the coaches along the way that have kept me playing. I've worn many different coloured dresses, um, but it's just been nice to keep that career going um, over time. We need to get you in a tactics dress before you finish. How can we make oh, this yeah, happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. All I'll tell you is that will never, ever happen. <laughs> love you, Solo. Yeah, love you, Solo. <laughs> oh, that's great. Only because, guys, it's the one franchise that she hasn't played for, you see? That's why. That's why I'm saying that. Um, yeah, what an effort, Solo. It's so exciting that, you, that you're going to reach this milestone. Um just to go back to the time you spent on the sideline, uh, coaching, how did you find it? What do you think about it? You look to be incredibly involved. <laughs> and is that perhaps a post-retirement career calling? <laughs> I've always said no when people have, have brought it up about coaching post-career. I've just always been adamant that, that was, I was not going to probably stay so closely involved with the sport. Um, but I guess being amongst it and just being um, immersed with the coaching conversations and uh, planning and all those things that come that are part of it, I actually really enjoyed it. I I found it was second nature as well. Um, I don't know if that's the case. It's probably just normal for anyone. But I, I found it came quite naturally. And um, I, the biggest part I enjoyed was uh, being able to use your words to articulate or try and articulate the message you needed to get across the players to help them get better or to get the message across for them to adjust the tactics uh, to see the change in real time during a game. Uh, that was probably my favourite part because um, I love, like, not breaking rules, but I like bending them or uh, <laughs> trying to, to get, you know, to work your way around it. So I really enjoyed it. 
It's funny, yeah. It is funny when you have those opportunities and you realise, and I guess alongside players that you know so well, you know, you're not afraid to tell Phoenix what to do or <laughs> um, yell here and there. I want to ask, did Tia or Rob ever get angry at you because you spent a lot of time on your feet leaning over the bench and I was like, oh my gosh, you're blocking our coach's camera. Solu's just standing up yelling at everyone. She's up, she's down, she's moving all around. We couldn't use the coach's camera whenever you were coaching on the bench. I would say that we came to a consensus that if I was going to stand up, I would remove myself so that the coaches could still view the uh, the court. Um, so I realised um, after the first game that I needed to shift a few seats away from them uh, when I got a bit into the game. I would say that my style is probably more like, you know, NBA. That's quite normal to be standing yeah. and just amongst it. You just feel like you're actually, I guess probably because I'm still a player, you feel like you're more part of it. Like somehow you're contributing when your feet are standing and on. Um, you feel somehow you're able to transfer that energy. Um, but I just can't help it. I just, my whole body goes. <laughs> Love it. So we're only three rounds away uh, from reaching the elimination finals. And I mean, gee whiz, it's, it's definitely crept up for us. I know it would have for you too. Uh, looking ahead, I know it's a wee while away, but round 12 is the double header, the final of the uh, Northern Challenge against the Stars and then backing it up again on Monday playing against the Tactics, two uh, very competitive teams. And I guess my point here, Sulu, is uh, for, for a lot of viewers out there, this is the tightest that the competition has been uh, so far in terms of points and rankings. How have you found uh, the Mystics overall this season? And do you think we can make another grand final? <laughs> Uh, that's always the goal. I think anyone that plays sport, that that has to be the number, um, I guess, the overall uh, vision or where you're heading towards. But I am proud of the team this year as we've held really fast to our values and our um, uh, it's been a really big, uh, important part of our decision-making, um, both on and off the court. Uh, we we decided as a team in pre-season that we wanted to work towards a high ownership model, which worked towards um, making sure that as much as possible we could get everyone court time um, from, uh, I guess, what uh, we didn't want to go the conventional route of having a starting seven per se. We wanted to make sure that as much as possible everyone could get on the court. And I actually think what that has done is it's um, we've had um, over the course of the season probably four out, four out of the normal starters but we've actually been able to track along quite nicely um, whereas sometimes that could derail our team and I think it's actually going to bode us well for um, come the uh, this last round um, and the goal 100% is to get to that grand final um, and I know your heart still bleeds blue so I know you'll be wanting us there as well. Never change, never change, so I'll cry with you up there. <laughs> Hey, Solu, just quickly, I know I joke that you, um, I always say that Solu would make a great um, president or prime minister with 100%. her political answers. I'll be first to vote. But give me a, a truthful answer here, Solu. If you could face anyone in the grand final, who would you want it to be? Oh. Okay, there's going to be three. Sorry, for different reasons. Oh, come on. Is, <laughs> no, yeah, I'll tell you why. It is, if it is the tactics, I will want to I will want to beat them at full strength um, yes. with Jane back in there. Um, I want to prove that we have the best defensive combination in the country, and I want to do it in the grand final uh, because I hear a lot of talk around that being the best defensive end. But I want to prove otherwise. Nice. So that would be one. 
um, if it was the um, Stars, purely for the Auckland rivalry. They've made the final a couple of times and it would be um, a cool challenge just to play them. And then if it was the Pulse, they're the defending champs to be able to go one better. It was very, very, very heartbreaking last season. Um, not how we wanted to end it. Um, so that would be, yeah, that would be very satisfying. Fair enough. Great oh, answer. Yeah. Would be for me as well, Solo. <laughs> I back it all the way. <laughs> Look, we honestly really appreciate you taking time uh, tonight to come and join us here on Centre Pass and Focus. And it's so amazing to see you return to the court in which we know is your last year of ANZ Premiership Netball. Solo, uh, it's been a privilege not just tonight, but uh, throughout your whole career. And, and we're looking forward to seeing you hopefully on June the 4th at Glowbox Arena in Hamilton. Plan. Thank you, guys. Thank See you, Solo. Thanks, Solo. There she is, uh, captain of the MG Northern Mystics, Solo Fitzpatrick. What a treat to talk to her. She's always uh, telling the truth, and I'll tell you what, she's got an answer to absolutely everything. Oh, she does. Doesn't she? A reasoning yeah. and an answering. That's funny that she said that, because uh, I remember last year I was twisting her arm going, hey, look, you've announced your retirement uh, a year early. Yeah. What's the plan? Are you going to slot back in and, and play a coach this year? It's what everyone asks, though, when you retire. Like, oh, you're going to get into coaching, aren't you? You're going to get into coaching. So I don't Did you get plenty him. of it? Oh, all the time. Yeah. But I'd be a terrible coach. I think I'd be a good specialist coach. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't have the patience. Coach. Oh, I don't but know. you do, though, as well, because you're kind-hearted. So I think I think you'd, I genuinely think you'd fit in so well in the Stars environment as a specialist coach. Well, I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing, so that's oh, fine. Oh, because you've got no time to fit absolutely <laughs> anything in your breakfast. You're all over the shop. 8.32 here on SENZ Centre Pass in Focus. We'll take a quick break. After on the other side, we will catch up with Storm's Team of the Week. Welcome back into Centre Pass and Focus here on SENZ and now is the time of the week where we name Storm's Performance of the Week. Yes, Ben, I think we haven't had this since last season, so thriller to have it back. This is the segment where Storm will take you through her starting seven uh, from round nine of the ANZ Premiership. We're going to name honorary captain slash MVP as well, Storm's ultimate performer of the round. Storm, let's rip straight into it. Who's shooting our goals at Goal Shoot this week? Can I just say, I haven't really been feeling the segment this year. I find it so hard well, every week. Last year, I loved it. It was easy. I got excited to do it. But I'm just finding it so hard this year. It's funny, isn't it? Because <laughs> everyone's doing so well that I it guess. makes it feel like, oh, everyone's just doing basic. Yeah. But everyone's overshooting, so it makes it hard to pick. Look, or I'll, the, I'll tell or you Also, what, the inconsistencies yes, as well makes it so yes. hard. And the double headers. And the double headers. Anyway, sorry. Okay, into it. Goal shoot, no surprises. Grace Mickey, um, she put up 64 of her 66 attempts. <laughs> 97%, eight the tactics for breakfast. Um, unbelievable. And we've talked about on the show, we thought she was maybe looking like a little bit out of sorts the past couple of weeks, even though she was shooting incredibly. She was domination, total Freaking give me the ball now, Grace Wiki, over the weekend. So That's what I wanted. Yeah. Exactly what I wanted. Bring yep. that aggression back, G. Yeah. All right, let's Great get on to it. Goal attack. Amelia and Ekinasio. Very nice. Even though they Very had nice. a tough yes. loss, um, she played incredibly well. 93% nearly put up 30 goals, which is a huge load for a goal attack. Heavily involved in all aspects of the game. And I just love her post-match interviews. You know? She's so insightful. Tells it as it is really kind of unpacks it with you, like you feel like you're having the conversation with her, and I think that's great. Makes it easy. Look, yeah. I think she's peaking at the right time as well. World yes. Cup around the corner, 
And here she comes, nothing but up. Uh, who's feeding this week at Wing Attack? Tough one. Yeah, very, very tough one. Couple Every put week, their hand but up. This week especially. But I have gone with Gina Crampton again. Um, huge game. She had just one turnover. That's the thing with Peter. She played amazingly, Peter Toyava for the Mystics, but she had five turnovers. Gina had just one, so that's incredible when your possession rate is so high. And she had been sick, like I said earlier. Say, she's putting Jordan's flu game to bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's now Crampton's flu game. Yeah, that's the one. We're going to remember it. Exactly. Fair enough. Locking it all together in centre. Who's taking the C-bib? Another tough one. And I had Maddie Gordon down, and then and then I had Taylor Earl, and then I scratched them both out and went back and... Um, you know, tried to remember the games. Now, she went Kate Heffernan because she nearly single-handedly won that steal game for them. She was incredible. She led just about every statistic possible defensively and on attack. Um, and I was just gutted for her that they couldn't get the win. But we talked about how hard it must be to keep your head up and keep going in these hard moments. But she keeps performing. So She's got a V12 to uh, Ferrari engine. In her, doesn't she? It's just wild. Never stopped at all and uh, always full speed. Wing defence this week, Storm. Talk to me. Uh, Fa'amu Yuani, because she got crucial turnovers in both their games that they won over the weekend. Obviously got that game-winning turnover against the Steel and then a couple towards the end of the match over the Tactics. Um, And not a silent achiever because you notice Mu when she's out on court, but we forget about her. You know? So, yeah, she's my wing D. Did very well. Very deserving. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I used to call her? Peter Parker. Because she's Spider-Man. Oh, I mean, Jeepers, I the ball's 100 metres away from her, yeah. and she's got it. I know. It doesn't make any sense, but That's hey, a good one. exactly when it matters. So let's <laughs> move on uh, into the goal defence bib this week. Talk to me. Got to be a Cardenberger. Cardenberger, as Leslie Murdoch likes to call her in commentary. <laughs> so Cardenberger. Um, honestly, that woman, she had seven intercepts alone Freak in that of match over the Mystics. Like, how did the Mystics win that by 24 if one player was able to get seven intercepts against you? I was lucky to get seven in a season. Like, <laughs> I doubt that. Well, I mean, probably. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I love her. She's also my MVP this week. Oh, brilliant. Look, yeah. double, double. Two birds, one stone. Rolling it out this week at Goal Keep. Talk to me. This is just for Ben, but it's Kelly Jury. Woo-hoo! I really feel like... She's getting back to her best now. Not that she wasn't playing well, but just getting back to that kind of I'm noticing you every week. Yes. Um, she does so well over the shot. Shooters are just struggling to shoot over her, and she's starting to come out for those intercepts now. So just kind of obviously just finding her feet, finding the confidence, and uh, played incredibly well in both games. So composed, but uh, also like a silent sniper, you know, just That's comes out of absolutely nowhere, even though she has one of the biggest frames in the premiership. I mean, <laughs> jeepers, she sneaks around like the Pink Panther, funnily enough. Uh, we're just going to call this uh, segment Kelly Jerry Week. Uh, anyway, let's let's take another breather. Uh, it is 8.41 here on SENZ. Uh, after the break, we're going to be catching up with the Red Hot Pulse's Paris Mason. Quarter to nine here on SENZ Hoopheads just around the corner, but it's an absolute pleasure to welcome into the show Paris Mason out of the Pulse. Paris, welcome into the show. Hello, everybody. Hey, Kyoto. Hey, first of all, uh, look, it's it's been a big year for the Pulse, uh, obviously backing up the defending title of last year. How have you found this year? You've played a massive role this season. Um, yeah, I think we just took game um, one by one. I mean, we had a rough start. Um, but yeah, we're pushing on now, so we're starting to put our foot down and yeah, I've enjoyed being out on the court a bit more and really owning my role as an impact player coming on. Yes, I love that you've brought that out. Hello Paris, it's me again. I know we had you on The Crowd Goes Wild last night, but I'm 
just going to come at you with a similar question. Impact player, kind of super sub. Tell us about that because um, we've talked about it a lot this year that Yvette is using her bench very well. But as a player who has to sort of come on and come off in these kind of critical moments, how are you finding that? And tell us a bit more about that role. Um, Yeah, I feel like I do really well at just making sure I stay so focused on in the game um, and I'm constantly ready whenever she calls on me. Um, when I go out there, I mean, I'm never, un- I'm never sure of what, how many minutes I'm going to give. So um, I just go out there and give my best and make sure that I'm walking off the court knowing that I've done my job each time I keep going out. So prior to a match or, you know, during the week, does Yvette ever, do you ever know when you're going to be coming on? Is it kind of game by game or does it just happen in the moment? And how does it all work? Because we know sometimes substitutions can be planned, um, but is yours more a case of Yvette looks at you down the bench and says, right, Paris, warm up, I'm putting you out there? Yeah, it's definitely in the moment. Um, she plays it as she sees it, so I've just got to stay ready and, yep, that is she looks down the line and once I make that eye contact I'm up ready. Does she kind of tell you specifically what why she's making the change in that moment and, and what she wants you to do? What are some examples of the kind of feedback she gives you before you head out there? Um, sometimes she just thinks that maybe the opposition have caught on to our gameplay a little bit so wants me to go out there and change it up. Um, as I said last night, me and Chris are two completely different players so sometimes putting me out there just to change it up, also sometimes giving Chris um, some fresh legs um, or even just a chance for Yvette to chat to her. So there's many reasons why I can come on the court, but um, yeah, she's very good at giving me clarity on each time I go out there. This might be a hard question to answer, but I sometimes think if I was in your shoes, like you come out there and you get some incredible intercepts or do this incredible feed and then, you know, you're off shortly after or after a few minutes. Do you ever just want to ignore like Chris on the sideline and be like, no, I'm loving this. I'm playing well. (laughs) Keep me on, please. How hard is it to just kind of keep coming on and off like that? Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess no one plays sports to sit on the bench and everyone wants to be out on court, but. I think my main goal is just to stay positive and making sure, like I said, if I do my own job, then I can't be too disappointed in myself. And I know my time will come um, later on down the track, hopefully. So just staying positive and making sure that I do my own job. And like you said, um, making sure that I really do give an impact, getting ball and showing what I can do with the um, time I get out there. Paris, from one court to another, look, I know that you played for the Tokomanawa Queens, the uh, inaugural winners of the Toihi Basketball League. Did you learn anything? Look, I know that you'd played uh, basketball prior to that, but did you learn anything coming into the season uh, from the opposite court of basketball? Um, Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, I enjoyed basketball so much um, last year. I thought the whole competition was amazing. My franchise was amazing. Um, And it it was just such a great time. Um, coming into this year, I feel like it was a little bit hard to transition back into netball, but I feel like, um, I guess, like, just more respect and knowing, like, everyone, sometimes you take things for granted and netball has always been something you can do, whereas basketball, we were so excited about it. So making sure I brought that same excitement into my netball um, as well as what I had from basketball. You had an incredible year last year. I mean, you won the NNL with Manawa, you won the ANZ Premiership with the Pulse, and you won the Toihi League. Which <laughs> win was your favourite, and how hard did he celebrate after 2022? Um, yeah, I must admit, last year is definitely probably going to be a career highlight, winning all three of those. <laughs> um, my favourite was basketball. I mean, technically, we just set history, so 
state was definitely um I went far too hard that night but um <laughs> that was definitely my most favorite win I enjoyed it so much um yeah, I mean, they were all special, but that one definitely topped it off. I remember you after the ANZ Night 2, Paris, don't worry. <laughs> the double header. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> I think that's quite telling. Hey, look, Paris, uh, just keeping on uh, the, the titles chat there, uh, 27 points uh, tied at the top of the table now with the Northern Mystics. And look, I know that uh, that grand final would have meant so much last year, but just going into this year, defending that title, how much of that has been a focus? And uh, ha- have you had many conversations as a group around defending the ANZ Premiership? Yeah, I feel like um, that was a bit far-fetched to like look down the line at the time. I feel like now we're getting closer to the end, but I feel like we want to close out our campaign. So we have, obviously, all of us want to back our title up and we want to do that, but I feel like we are very in the moment. We are day by day, game by game. So I don't think we've looked that far ahead. We're just going to finish our campaign, make sure we finish strong and have a really good lead into that grand final and hopefully be able to back it up. And Paris, just before we go, uh, we've got plenty of texts coming through uh, around uh, your coach, Yvette, uh, claiming the GOAT, uh, Yvette, of the ANZ Premiership. Just tell us a little bit about working with her as your head coach. Yeah, I feel like I've been working with Yvette since a very young age. I mean, um, I attended her school moniker as well, so I was, I've been coached by her since a young age. Um, to me, I just think she's an absolute unicorn. She's one of a kind she makes you want to play for her and like when we're out there all we think about is wanting to play our hearts out for what she does for our team our franchise and players um, as well she is a very player-led coach she loves to know get to know us as um, as people not just athletes um, which actually can mean quite a lot when you're working in such a professional environment so she's definitely a unicorn she's unique um, and she's going to be very dearly missed when she leaves us next year. Yeah, and you can really feel and see that passion that you guys play with out there on court for her. Paris, thank you so much for uh, taking time to come and join Storm and I here tonight. Really excited to see what the future holds for you, uh, depending wherever the court, whatever field, uh, pitch, anything. Paris, the sky is the limit. Thank you so much for your time. Cheers, thank you. Thank you. There she is, Paris Mason, out of the very, very impressive defending champions, the Central Pulse. And Storm, my word, that was a breath of uh, fresh air, wasn't oh, it? I mean, Paris, it? the the inaugural Tohi Basketball League champion and the ANZ Premiership champion and the NNL champion all in a year. Could you top that? No, you probably couldn't. Obviously great to be named in the Tall Ferns as well this year. She's got um, some tough decisions to make down the line. She's been involved in the New Zealand Under-21 squad as well. She's still so young, um, but she's playing some great netball this year. So I hope we get to hang on to her a little bit longer Um, and very mature I reckon some of those answers really mature to hear her kind of speak about her role and and what it means, but also not afraid to say, I want to step my mark. I don't want to be on the bench for much longer. So it was a great chat. Really enjoyed it. And she's bloody pushing for a starting spot, isn't she? A very, very versatile defender. Seen her play wing D, goal D and GK goalkeeper at times. So really excited to see what the future holds for Paris Mason. Storm, I'd just like to bring something to your attention here. Go on. Uh, SENZ. Sports Entertainment New Zealand. We have a brother-sister over in Australia, S-E-N. Now, very exciting news for netty lovers out there. Centre Court 
is coming to SEN. So ex-national players Bianca Chatfield and Madison Brown. Two legends. Two absolute legends of that gold dress. Who Uh, can talk, I tell you. Oh, Jesus, yeah. But they will be talking each Tuesday as well, 3 p.m. Australian time. So that's usually uh, running off Sydney. So 5 p.m. Tuesday. How good's that? You can listen in to Centre Court from 5 p.m. on Tuesday Go make some dinner, settle down, boil the kettle, come back with a cuppa, and you're ready for Senna Pass and Focus with myself and Storm. So definitely go check out Senna Court uh, on the SEN app and the Centre Court Netball YouTube channel. Smaller clips can be found on CC socials, uh, i.e. Facebook and Twitter, so go show them some love. Uh, tell them that your cousins from across the ditch, Storm and Captain K, sent you, and we'll have a right old time. Storm, as I look at the clock now, here goes the hooter, and that is the end of our show. It's been another stunner. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Great stuff. Great interviews. Good stuff. Cares for getting those sorted. I can, take my hat off to you. Can you believe that we are at round 10? No, I can't. It makes me a little bit sad to it be does. honest. We're on the downhill. Oh, are we uh, we're on the downhill, but it's funny saying we're on the downhill as we approach the elimination in the grand final in one of the toughest years we've ever seen. It's good stuff. It's great stuff. So don't forget as well, uh, round 10 action Sunday, 7th of May. This Sunday the tactics take home the stars in Christchurch Arena, a must-win for both teams. Live coverage here on SENZ. Mark Stafford, Brooke Lever taking you through ball by ball as always. From myself, Kieran Bingham and Storm Purvis, good night everyone.